the Child Care Farm Real Podcast. Jeff Johnson over here, Brett Schneider over there. How you doing, Brett? I'm good. How are you? I'm delightful. So last time we talked, you were you were headed out. The weekend was coming, and you and your your bow, um, your sweetie pie were were heading out. You're you're climbing all the four thousand plus peaks in the state. Is that the plan? Yes. So yes. how did that go? It's been going well. We've done two more. Two more. So how many total have you got done? Five. Five. Okay. Well, yeah. no, that's that's a. I mean, I don't know how to do math, but five out of 40, that sounds like a good start. You're 48. So we're about a 10th of the way through oh, 45 or 48. Um, any, any, did you, any mountain lions or bear attacks or anything? No, no, I wish some people do wear bells to keep the bears away, but you're, you're like too brave for that. You're like, come on bears. <laughs> yep. Sometimes we'll practice whistling to keep the bears away. But... Oh, that's a, yeah. The bears being away. That's probably a good idea. Are there really bears? Like we have uh, like brown, not brown bears. We have black bears, so the smaller ones. Oh, so not like scary bears as <laughs> yeah. far as, I mean, not, not like the worst bears. No, no, not the grizzly. It's just, yeah, little black bears. And um, yeah, I think we'll get like a mountain lion on occasion, but mostly you have to be worried about like your dog getting into a porcupine. See, I was talking with uh, Nicole from Australia on an episode not too long ago, and we were we were talking about all the all the things in Australia that want to kill you. But uh, we decided all the things in Australia that want to kill you are are tiny little things like spiders and snakes. And over here, we've got mountain lions and bears, so right. we, we at least get to see them coming, or or there's a little bit idea. more gruesome when they get yeah. you. Um, so listeners, we, we decided we're trying a new thing here, me and Brett. Um, I, Brett, Brett is a, a fountain of knowledge of, of culture and wisdom um, compared to me because I essentially live in a cave. I, I go out and I walk the dog, but otherwise I, I, I avoid culture. And and I realized I need to be more aware because you know during speaking gigs I'm 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 using references that I realize that half the audience might not understand because uh, talking about TV shows from the 70s or 80s that's not that's not good and so so Brett over over the last I don't know year or so has 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 really helped me realize I need to be more culturally aware. Um, I made fun with Lisa Murphy on episode not too long. Oh, no, it was a long time ago, maybe six months ago now that, uh, oh, they're finally putting breakdancing in the Olympics. And it's only been out of style for like 40 years. And, and Brett like sends me videos, like, look at the, look at the choreography here and look at the athleticism. And this is really a thing. I'm like, oh, okay. I should be aware of that. And then Brett came on not too long ago with an episode and we talked about uh, how how Survivor, the television show Survivor, can make you a better caregiver if you use some of those strategies in word, when working with uh, with coworkers. And so, what we're going to do here is every once in a while, Brett's going to come on the show, and she's going to bring a a bit of a bit of the world I'm probably maybe unaware of, and uh, and try to try to school me up. So I think this is good for listeners because the the show has got a, a wide age range of listeners, and so it might be fun. And uh, and plus, culture isn't just about about where you are in the world. It's about when you're when you're living and, and how you're experiencing the world. And so um, let's 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 jump into this. Brett, what do you what do you got for us to talk about this time? So I don't have an official idea. I wrote down a couple ideas. So one thing I can always go on and talk about would be Harry Potter. I also 
like Friends, the TV show, and The Office are things I could talk to you about because those are, I think, post when you stop paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about Harry Potter because I've I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Um. So on that. what don't you get? What don't I get? I don't. Okay. So um, I think my kids were Harry Potter-ish when, when they were growing up. And I think my daughter read all the books. I think my, my, I think both of them saw the movies and, and uh, I, I got to admit back in, what was it? 2009, uh, Tasha and I saw one of the movies on, on the first day it was released when we were in Ireland uh, oh. because we thought it'd be fun to go to a movie in Ireland to see what kind of, what kind of movie treats there were at Ireland. Yeah. Um, did I get a beer in Ireland at the movie theater? I think I got a beer at the movie theater in Ireland, which I think, which I think is great. Um, Cause I don't think that was, it was a, it was a horrible, horrible movie. I think it was the third one. Um, oh, I went and saw that one for my birthday. Was that a, is that, was that a good movie? It was prisoner of Azkaban is the third one. Yeah. A people, felt weird about it because the kids grew up a lot between the second and third movie like physically they were hitting puberty and stuff uh-huh. and then it was the first time they had a new director chris columbus had directed the first two and then alfonso Cuaron um directed that one and he tried to make it a little more like artsy edgy kind of stuff and like threw in some things that weren't in the books which felt kind of like sacrilege to people um so it was the first time Harry Potter took a turn. Yeah. I, films. I love that you know all of that and care about it. Um, um, and so my, my experience with this is, you know, we, I, I, there are, I mean, there are other friends of the show that are really into, uh, into Harry Potter, uh, Josie, the librarian and, uh, and my buddy, Tiffany, Tiffany, congratulations on that new baby, that new human that you made. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, and, and folks along that line, they do. I remember we were all hanging out. I think it was in, uh, in Florida at an uncon event that we did and they they were all doing which Harry Potter uh, house is that a thing which house are you in which house are you those kind of surveys online and that kind of stuff um why oh it's fun and it's kind of like I don't know I feel like people in general like to like categorize and like have labels for things I mean I feel yeah it's like a thing that people have. I mean, look at like how we look at gender, how we still feel like we need to have a name, even though we're sitting at the spectrum and all this stuff. So to say like, I'm like, personally, I am a proud Hufflepuff, but that means like, I'm a little quirky. Like I don't really fit into like things as specifically maybe, whereas like, if you're a Gryffindor, you would think like, oh, they're a jock, you know, like they're headstrong. They're proud of themselves. I guess pride is someone else, I think, but whatever, but yeah. So like that would be a Gryffindor. Ravenclaws are really brainy. They like to be probably like organized and then Slytherin is like known as the bad guys. But then I think if you get like deeper into the fandom, Slytherin is just like another, it's kind of like, I don't know, like if you look at like fan sites, it'd be like, they're like kind of emo, like moody kind of people, but they're also like more like cunning, trying to make their way to the top, um, you know, um, motivated, I feel like. Okay. 
Okay, okay, I, I get that because I mean, our our human brains, uh, and I mean, I'll tie this back to early learning. Our human brains are wired to sort and classify, yeah. and so I, I guess I get that the, the that there's interest in in doing that. So it, it's kind of like uh, is it, it it's kind of like horoscopes. Uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, where it's in, like in oh, astrology. I'm a Hufflepuff, so then people can be like, oh, that's so cute, you know. Where it's I don't know, like if someone's like I'm a Slytherin and they're probably saying that you like they don't like they're I don't know like they don't give a shit like they know who they are and they they like that I don't know yeah, well, yeah. and and so this is kind of like uh the the personality tests I I oh my god I used to be on a a board it was like a national board no this was on a state board of things it was like an early learning thing and it i it, it um, uh, maybe it was, anyway um we, we spent this whole board meeting there they spent lots of money to have the speaker come in and do this uh this assessment because we're going to find out what our personality types were and and uh, that was going to make us better at being on boards and and so we're dividing up whether we're this color or that color based on this and that and it's entirely bullshit um and and it and, and where people would classify themselves probably depended a, a lot on what they had in bre for breakfast that morning and how they were feeling about themselves but there was that that sorting and classifying that goes on that went on and it, it it's kind of like uh like like what you're talking about that that sorting and classifying with harry except except this consultant got paid thousands and thousands of dollars instead of having a magic hat do it right uh, see, i, I knew about like the magic hat because i'm, I'm culturally hat. i'm yeah i'm culturally illiterate but I, I know a little bit of stuff just osmosis you pick it up uh, out of yeah. the out of the atmosphere um so which house would i belong to i'm not going to take the test i know i've been trying to think about that I don't think you're a Ravenclaw, no offense. I mean, like you are smart, but <laughs> you just don't seem to fit that that stereotype as much. I feel like a Gryffindor or a Slytherin maybe, I don't know. Slytherin, you say I, like that would be a bad thing? No, I think Slytherin's fine. I think Slytherin's a good thing. I think everybody should embrace the little bit of Slytherin in them because, because why not? And so this is, there was, um, okay, I know there was um, uh, the vampire thing, uh, twi Twilight. Twi Twilight, right, because there's like your team, this or team that. Oh, Edward or Jacob. So it was Bella, the main character. Um, she was kind of choosing between the two boys. Edward was a vampire and Jacob was like a pseudo werewolf. Um well, because it was, if you read the book, it was like, he's not a real werewolf because he doesn't turn with the moon. He turns at will or something. But I think it, most people just call him a werewolf. Um, yeah. So oh, then she had cool. to pick between the two. Because I saw t-shirts of uh, the team this or team that, yeah. right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that, again, we like to sort and classify. So I, I guess I kind of get that. Um, and so another thing I know about Harry Potter, uh, thanks Josie and Bethany, um, is that there is Harry Potter fan fiction. Is that a, th yeah. oh boy, look at that smile. I don't on your know face, a lot Brad. about it, but it is a thing and it's so fun. And I like follow enough things on like social media about Harry Potter that I've been, again, through osmosis, not actually having read a fanfic myself, but I can like, I know a lot of the like fan theories or like fan universes and stuff that people have created that are a lot of fun. 
And so the way this has been explained to me, and, and maybe I'm more culturally literate than I thought, um, people people take characters from these these uh, these movies, these books, and then they they create their own their own stories with yeah. with them. And it usually involves making characters that don't hook up in the actual that's stories hook it. up at some that's that's a big hunk of it, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think a lot of it is um, it, it nowadays is called shipping mm. is where you ship different characters where you want them to be in a relationship. So then and it happens in everything, too. You know, it happens in different TV shows. You might ship characters who you think should get together or like same like Survivor. You know, you'll ship like castaways wanting them to hook up. Kind of. So it's called shipping is where you want two characters to get together, whether it be fantasy reality whatever oh okay so brett here i got one for you um because i knew this was a thing and and in my my own life i realized there there might be something going on here i was just talking to uh some friends of the show via via zoom um i don't think we got into it in the actual episode but um so um i have been why uh, no uh, last sometime beginning of the summer i rewatched dexter right that's a tv show that used to be on about a serial killer ever, ever yeah. heard of it okay, so i know what it is i've seen a couple episodes so you're dexter aware um and so dexter was serial killer that uh that lived in miami and uh then my lovely wife tasha and i have recently been been watching uh golden girls because betty white and almost hundred year old Betty White is fucking awesome, and yeah. and that's in Miami too. But then I did the metal math, and the time the Golden Girls were living in Miami would have been when the Dexter character was like a teenager, young serial killer, mm-hmm. and and so I thought, oh, did they ever cross paths? Right. So you made like a little alternate universe in your head. No, no, I just stopped right. No, I didn't just stop right there. I Googled it to see if there was fan fiction and there totally is yeah. Golden Girl slash uh, Dexter fan fiction. I did not read any of it because you know it exists. I couldn't I couldn't go down that rabbit hole. Uh, but I, I, I OK. And so part of me being grouchy old lives lives in a cave guy is like why would anybody want to waste their time on that but part of me is like hey that's that's awesomely creative and cool and good for you if that gives you a, a an outlet for your creativity and interests and and all those kind of things huh yeah i know for harry potter a lot of people do it where there's actually a lot of like lgbtq fan fiction sure because i mean i don't know because but like part of it's like there's no representation within the books Uh, albus dumbledore came out of the closet after the books were finished so they never got to like see any of that not that him being a headmaster corresponds with his sexuality at all but i know for people who like are gay it'd be nice to see that representation so then there's all this fan fiction with lgbtq people from the Harry Potter series. So then there's all, it's called like a headcanon where it's like, in my brain, this is true about the books. Headcanon. Yeah. write that one out. I like that. Um, so, okay. So this is a chance. There's this, there's thing, there's this thing I love, Harry Potter, the Golden Girls, uh, whatever it is. And it doesn't quite fit who I am or where I am in my world now. And so I'm going to customize it to fit my needs. Is that kind of what's going on? 
I think so. Or yeah, like, wouldn't it be cool if? Yeah, yeah, and and so there's that there's that same creativity for these adults that are that are that are doing this that that goes on in dramatic play all mm-hmm. the time with kids. It's it's like um, um, I'm Batman, but I'm this version of Batman because this is what I know about Batman, and I'm three, and and so they 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 kind of take these characters from the from the broader culture and and fit them into into the play that's going on. Right, like I want to be. Batman, but I'm bad guy Batman. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, Brett, here's uh, speaking of bad guy. Um, I, I, I went to the eye doctor the other day. I've talked about this on other episodes. And so I'm, I've got to get glasses. So I was thinking about growing a goatee so that I could be I could do the next 20 years as, as evil Jeff, alternate alternate reality. Jeff, kind of like uh, uh, Superman. I think the uh, the evil Superman had a goatee or something. Okay. Um, you think you think I should try that? try it. <laughs> I'm going to try it on. Um, so were you, were you totally into the Harry Potter books? When you yeah. Were a kid? So I read all the books. I've read all the books. I don't even know how many times. And it was like growing up every summer, I would probably reread most of them and I would like have fun with it. We're like, okay, I'll read them all one through seven. Then I'll read them seven through one. And then I'll read the odds and then the evens, and just you know, cause I was going to reread them no matter what. So I might sure. as well switch up how I do it. And then the last couple of movies came out when I was in high school and me and my friends would go to the midnight release parties. And I went to a couple of the midnight book releases as well. One of my birthday parties, because my birthday's in summer, they were releasing the movies in summer or the books in summer usually. So one of my birthday parties, my fourth grade birthday party, we went to one of the book releases. And were there, were there Harry Potter, um, did you have the Harry Potter toothbrush? Not the um, toothbrush. We had the board game. I do okay. have a Hufflepuff shirt that I wear sometimes. I have, um, I bought it at Universal Studios. I have like a Harry Potter, like the Hogwarts crest mug, which is cool because it's gold and stuff. Um, I've got a couple things. I found, I forgot I had this. I have a flask that says Polyjuice on it, which is a Harry Potter reference. Yep. Well, I'm glad. I'm just glad you have a flask. Um, what do you What do you put in your flask? Some magic Harry Potter potion. Depends on where I'm going. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Do you take? Have you taken the flask on uh, one of your mountain hikes? If we're spending the night, yeah. Oh, good. 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 That that makes me that makes me proud to have you on the show. Um. So so you get some of the gear and and into the movies and um. And so I, I, I can see, okay, has there anything, um, I'm trying to think what, what I've been into that that would, um, I don't, I don't know. I just, it just seems like it takes a lot of energy to be into something. Maybe, I don't know. Depends on. And and I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. I'm just saying that I'm lazy. Um, And I I think maybe one of my, where I fall short is that I I would like to be as into something as you to, to, I, I, there are, I mean, movies and stuff. I'd love to be able to, oh, and this director and then the switch director, I'd, I'd love to be able to do that and have that information at my command. But I just think I'm, I'm just too, too lazy. See, and I'm like somebody who, when I'm into something, I need to know everything about it. Sure. Like my boyfriend and I were rewatching the Lord of the Rings movies a couple weeks ago. And as we were rewatching, I was like, I need to go online and like find out all these like behind the scene facts or like read stuff about it. See any, I don't know, anything like that. That's just fun for me to know more about something 
I think I get annoyed with myself sometimes because then I'll research something so much that I'll like spoil it for me for then when they're like when Game of Thrones was coming out. Sure. I couldn't help but learn as much about it as I could. But then I would find out ahead of time sometimes who was going to die or something because it happened in the books and I hadn't read the books. But then I would read up online about it and be like, well, crap, now I know that. And it's not going to be as surprising when it happens. Yeah, yeah. And I get that. And, and I mean, that that pulls back to early learning as well, because I mean, I remember over the years we would have a dinosaur kid or a bug <laughs> kid and they would know everything or yeah. want to know everything about that topic that they were they were way into and and so you've got a four-year-old sprout uh spouting uh uh trivia about uh t-rex um yeah that- i think preschoolers have taught me more about heavy machinery than i've ever <laughs> Like I did not know what hydraulics were until I became a preschool teacher. Yeah, yeah, and so I think I, I guess we're kind of wired to to go deep into that. And I guess the the closest version of that for me is is play. But even I, I get I get distracted by that, and 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 just I'm just too lazy to go to go completely deep. But I I guess I I totally get that. And so um, oh, the other thing I was going to ask when with your need to go deeper were are Harry Potter podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, yep. <laughs> there's multiple. Yeah, there's lots, lots of them. I listen to MuggleCast a lot. Another cool one, if you like more like, I don't know, like deep divey kind of stuff that's just like fun is there's Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, where they've gone through every chapter of the Harry Potter books, reading it as if it is a sacred text, like the Bible or the Torah or something, and they analyze it and use different um, like kind of techniques that were used to analyze those books on Harry Potter which is just fun it's you know like they don't take it like seriously like oh this is the bible you know they get what yeah. they're saying so yeah it's I mean and it's done tongue-in-cheek Harvard divinity students who <laughs> well I mean it's a it's a huge franchise and it's it, I know it's it's multi-generational because there are kids that read the book and their parents were reading the books and mm-hmm. and so it's a it's a big cultural thing um, that, that, um, I, I'm, I'm aware of, but totally not, not a yeah, piece of it. Even in I, my schools, we still have kids wearing Harry Potter costumes every Halloween or like the last movie came out when I was in high school and that was sure. 10 years ago now. I mean, and, and it's almost like a, a star Wars kind of thing. It's become an, an invasive well, star Wars has culture. been rebooting. Yeah. I was, I, that's what I was going to ask. Is there, is there going to be Harry Potter reboots? It's going to be, is there going to be time to remake the movies here in the next so, 10 years? I think HBO has bought the rights to Harry Potter stuff. Ooh. So eventually I think what people like the fans really would love would be kind of like a Game of Thrones type show for Harry Potter. So you could really flush out more story and stuff. Sure. Like they go deep into those worlds. Yeah. And that's kind of the new popular media like people don't go to the movies much anymore especially with COVID and now all these streaming services a lot of them go directly to Netflix or to Disney Disney plus so like a long-form show like that is more popular now yeah yeah I could see that I mean for the people that were into that universe and and another another connection that is back to back to to, back to early learning is is the world building that goes on Mm -hmm. and and so kids in their play whether it's rough and tumble play and superhero play or dramatic play or whatever's going on they do this world building thing where they they're creating their universes and and with those and and they're pulling in they're pulling in characters and themes 
themes from from popular culture. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's exactly what what adults are doing when they're writing the fan fiction and, and creating their own worlds and, and their head cannons um, with with Harry Potter. And so it's just it's just it's the same thing. It's just people doing it at a, at a different age. And that's that's kind of kind of cool. And, and thank you for making me think about that today, um, Brett, because I, I hadn't yeah. really I hadn't really made that connection for myself. And so that's that's kind of cool. Any any other Harry Potter related stuff we should touch on before we wrap it up? Um, I don't think so. I feel like, yeah, if you need to know more, just let me know. <laughs> if you're if you're a big Harry Potter fan, hit Brett up and you can uh, you can you can you can discuss internet things. Internet with me. Yeah. Yeah, you can internet with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Thanks. Thanks for the eye opener. I'm uh, maybe I'll I, I think the third movie that we saw in Ireland was the last one I saw. How many are there after that? Uh, there's eight movies. Oh, so I'm I'm five movies behind. Uh, are they do they are they good? Yeah, they're fun. I I mean, I always think the books are better, but but they're fun. And it's fun that they like kept the same cast the whole time. So you get to see them grow up and I think the casting in general in the movies is really well done. Um, like Minerva McGonagall's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I remember the first one being really good. I think we took the kids and I think I dug that one. I, I, I lost interest after a while, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll revisit them after we work our way through, uh, through the golden girls, because uh, <laughs> that's how, how culturally literate I am. Brett, thank you so much. Good luck with the mountain climbing and, and happy quarter birthday. Um, I thank hope you. you hope you have a wild part. Does that mean, do you have like a quarter of a cake? On your quarter birthday? I went at the grocery store. Yeah, I should. That sounds sounds delicious. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill. Back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Brett, do you want to plug anything? Tell people where to to hit you up to talk Harry Potter online or anything like that? Um, If if you want to follow my Instagram, it's Brettie Spaghetti too. But no pressure. You can find Brett at Brettie Spaghetti too on Instagram. Back soon. Bye-bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.